Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 89, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And uh, Tone reporting here from uh, the future. <laughs> what? The future. We're no. back. <laughs> it's not really the future. This what do you mean? today. What, it what doesn't do change mean? when we're recording. I don't think you're right. Um... Is your, is your headphones okay? You yeah. gave me a look then. I yeah, it was, it was good. I was like... Did oh, I come in too hot? Ah, the future. <laughs> That's what it's like. In the future, you'll be able to turn headphones down. Because people will be like, um, if they listen to the last episode, and say they're just listening through the back catalogue, mm. then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we're in February, and now we're in May. Oh. So it's like, the future is here. Yeah, okay. What's happened since uh, May? Probably nothing for you. Probably more about me. Yeah, it's, it's usually about you. Yeah, it's What's more, happened for you I've since May? I've had lots of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's been busy. Yeah. Got, um, how many haircuts have I had? Let me think about that. <laughs> um, I normally get one every six weeks. Sometimes it's five weeks. There's been May. What's May takeaway February? Is that maths? <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, how, ma- how many humans have you born? Um, none. Oh, I think it's still zero. Oh yeah, you're probably zero. Z- no, well, you haven't born them, I guess. I didn't born them. It was a loaded question. Mm. How many humans have you helped born? And I guess that could be <laughs> what if does you that helped, mean? If you helped deliver someone, which you didn't. Anyway, you got a daughter now. I'll give it, yeah, I've got a daughter <laughs> now. Just, so this is just, yeah. Let's just get cut, cut, Stop cut, cut to the chase. Here. Beating around the bush. Oh yes. <laughs> um yeah i've got a daughter now so nice. one i guess one is what we're saying one <laughs> so you okay so currently the amount of uh humans that uh, have been introduced that i've to the made world yeah is so you've got one and i'm still nil <laughs> so it's one nil one nil yeah one nil to me as usual yeah yeah right? okay well congratulations on being the first of us to spread your seat thank you Procreate. well yeah yeah, procreate. Um, yeah. Bring more life into this world. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you want to know? Um, I guess start from the beginning. Well, there I was. Um, not the conception. How far into the, the beginning? Not the conception, yeah. <laughs> Let's just say, um, so we wrapped up in Feb, end of Feb. Yeah. So then so what happened? How much happened? longer did it, did it wait? How much longer do we have to wait? Do we wrap up un... Uh, un, un, un? prematurely yeah <laughs> no it was probably pretty good we yeah. had some prep to do so um baby got here 12th of march it's a good date is that all right with you it's a good date yeah it's a good day yeah it was a good day good good day yeah it was a good day <laughs> so how long was the labor is that a question i need to ask mm. what's an appropriate question to ask labor yeah i think so it's like labor um six hours it's fine i guess What's what's a long one or a short one? I don't for know. You? I'm thinking six hours. Um, so that's a tricky question. <laughs> <laughs> how did so? How did you know the baby was coming? Because like, we went in to get induced. Okay, so you got juiced. Nice. Got juiced. Nice. Yeah, got we juiced. got juiced. Got juiced. Yep. Um, so we were past the due date, and um, signs so, were that she was a big baby. Yeah. So they said, "Come in, and we'll get you juiced." 
Nice. <laughs> Get you juiced. <laughs> yeah. So we went it's in like, and like, hi, um, we're the bees. <laughs> Here to be juiced. Like, oh, come this way, Mrs. B. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was sort of the way that people technically measure how long you're in labor is there's a thing called stage two labor, which is just about at the point where you're ready to push. Okay. Okay. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens before that. Which I've, never, can, I've never done this. Can so still be, I'm not that good at you know, the knowing. I sat through the antenatal classes. So I know. Why is it antenatal? I don't know. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> I don't want to get so, we can so easily go off on a tangent. Yeah. Try and tell the story here. Um, so before you, you know, are having the quick contractions and ready to push, there's a whole bunch that happens before that that can still be contractions and it still can be pretty regular, but you're just not ready to push. That's not technically labor. So are contractions painful? <laughs> yes. Why? Why? Because, like, uh, spoiler alert, my wife had some uh, subsequent uh, hospital visits due to pain, and they measure it on a scale of one to contractions oh. <laughs> these days, because they, they know that she knows what that feels Contraction, like. Contraction, it sounds like it shouldn't be painful. I'm just, just saying, like, from a biology standpoint here, probably it should be pleasurable. No. No, it is, well, it isn't. Well, the act of making it is pleasurable, so why would the act of, you know, producing it out make it be be dis Displeasurable? Well, it really depends on the the aims of the podcast as to how deep we go down this hole. But trust me, painful. Okay, I'll go with painful. Um, I'm not not doubting it's painful. I'm just saying it shouldn't be painful. I'm just again, I'm (laughs) questioning the biology of this aspect here. (laughs) It seems that it's 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 uh, it's yeah a little unreasonable for it to be displeasurable. Anyway, Uh, it's to do with the hormones you need to create so that uh, once the baby gets here, you can look after the baby adequately. So anyway, okay. So you're annoyed with the baby when it's born. It's no, painful. No, it's sort of like it's pleasurable to do it, but painful to receive it. So, <laughs> which also is goes in other ways. But let's just carry on. Um, so my wife was in. Let's put it this way: my wife was in pain uh, with um, very quick contractions from about 10 p.m. until 10 p.m. on I think it was a Monday. Yeah, it was a Monday. Yeah until um at about four thirty the next afternoon oh my god they decided to put in the um epidural that sounds horrific that seems so long yeah it was a pretty long time they waited that long because she was so good at handling it um it's like this is where you have appreciation for the the female species exactly right my god I thought you'd say uh, till four thirty the next morning. Even then, I was going to say, "Oh my god, it was all night." <laughs> it's like twelve yeah, no. hours more than that. Yep. Um, Holy bejesus, that's amazing. Uh, l- is it rude to say long story short? <laughs> is that like discrediting or not giving it the credit? We're already it at four thirty p.m. We've jumped a long way. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so we got to four thirty p.m. and they're like, "Okay, Epi, Epi in the backy. Yep. This one the backy. In the backy. Epi. Epi in the backy. Like in the in, in like the spine or something." Yeah. yeah. So, so they put some drugs look into your looking, spine look to numb knows, you. Look who knows a little bit about the old uh, giving birth. You're basically who baby would, ready. Who would, yeah. <laughs> skip all those antenatal bloody useless classes. It's like, I know the epi thing. Yeah. Um, and then it was probably another, they said, um, we'll do an epi. An epi. And then um, they said, baby's not going anywhere. Oh. As in, yeah. 
Is this, been, is this getting concerning at this point, or is this just part of the process? No, it's part of the process. Yeah. The baby's heartbeat was uh, was lowish because um, they monitor all that, and if it gets too low, then they're like, "Baby's in distress. Get this thing out in the next okay. five minutes." Um, who was hers was lowish, but it was just at the level where she could just be sleeping. Okay, because um, it gets low when they sleep. So it so, stayed. So the baby's sleeping through all this while quite possibly sleeping for hours and hours and hours on end. Yeah thoughtless (laughs) yeah so then um they said we're gonna epi and um, we'll have another um check on things in three hours time and if you haven't uh if you're not any closer then you might want to think of cesarean sections right okay um i don't know i assume caesar came by cesarean i think so google that uh okay i don't want to know don't okay, care. <laughs> okay abort Some... abort abort but not <laughs> well, the baby not the baby the not wrong... the baby the wrong Come word it's hey, the wrong hey, word hey. to say they're like sir it's too late for that <laughs> what's that movie where um they get attacked by a bear seth green gets attacked by a bear and they um tell him to play dead so he crawls up like they tell him to get into the fetal position and then the bear starts attacking anyway and they say abort the fetal position <laughs> <laughs> perfect um I think there's a movie that does that. I'm sure. Um, I think it's Kristen Bell's husband's in it. Um, and so, anyway. Anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, yeah. Into the Wild. Into I think the, it's uh, yeah, that's right. I was, yeah. Actually, I was thinking like, it's a weird poster that there's like three of them standing at the front of something. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, you're right, actually. Maybe Half Underwater? I'm going to look at that now. Into the Wild. I think that's what it is. Or am I thinking of Without a Paddle or <laughs> something? Oh, yeah. That sounds like something, too. Have you seen the movie... Okay, Into the Wild is not what we thought it was. Okay, that was nothing sus. Without a paddle, here we go. Without a paddle? It's without a paddle. It's without a paddle. <laughs> it's without a paddle. Yeah. Okay. And you're, you're bang on with it. What's uh, Into the Wild? Uh, I don't really know, but it's not what you... It's, I think it's something we would like. There you go, there's Without a Paddle. Yeah, that's the one. They're you underwater. Gotta, you've done like well, said, they're standing yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where was I? Uh, talking about your the fetal position. Yeah, two thousand four was um, <laughs> without a paddle into the wild. It's the best thing when you get a tangent and then we go back on track and then you find another pack. We go. Another in, pack into the wild, so two thousand seven uh, drama adventure, two hours twenty eight minutes, eight point one on IMDb. Uh, Christopher McCandless, son of wealthy parents. Is that into the wild or is that without a paddle? This is into the wild. Graduates from uh, Emory University as a top student and athlete. However, instead of embarking on a prestigious and profitable career, profitable, <laughs> profitable, he chooses to give his savings to charity, rid himself of his possessions, and set out on an adventure to the Alaska wilderness. That's why I said I don't think we'd enjoy that movie. Oh, it's got um, what's his name? Emil Hirsch. Emil Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. from uh, Girl Next Door. Yeah, uh, I heard he was going. He was cast as a young. John Belushi for an upcoming biopic. What? Really? Yeah. The Belush? Belush, yeah. And everyone was like, why don't you use Jack Black? He'd be a great John Belushi. Poor Emil Hirsch. Um, anyway, I don't think we'd enjoy uh, Into the Wild. Into the Wild. Looks good. Looks good. No. Yeah, I reckon you'd be into that. <laughs> no, not at all. He's, um, uh, he's a child of 85 as well. Oh, I feel like I've done nothing with my life I really now. do. Emil Hirsch has been in The Girl Next Door. and <laughs> I made a child. What have we done? Has I made a child. I don't know who you know, kids. See if kids? he's made a child and see if I'm better than Emil Hirsch. Uh, so who do you think would make the better 
John Belushi. Me or Emil Hirsch? <laughs> I think it would be me. I mean, you have no experience acting, but... But I do have experience in a Blues Brothers costume. Hirsch splits his time between Venice, California and Atlanta, Georgia. So not that flash. I saw Venice and I'm like, oh, lardy. Venice, California. So like, he was in Dogtown and Z-Boys. He had ventured into Africa. He had ventured into Africa along with four young activists. Are you talking about the movie again? No, in, this, into is the wild? this is him. This is really him. Make a movie about this. He had, you know, this is the next Emil Hirsch. He was Hirsch. in that 70s the next, show. The next Emil Hirsch movie is this particular thing that he did in his own life. He had ventured into Africa along with four young activists and kept a journal of his five-day five trip. Five days? Uh, you can't do much why in five days. Why the, why the hell is this in here? Reflecting on his trip, Hirsch said, Now I look back at some of the earlier parts of this travelogue. Oh, wanker. Mm. Wanker. And almost chuckle at my naivety. Maybe we can all come together to change the world. Right now? Over me? What the fuck is this? Five <laughs> oh my days? God. It's five days? What? He went to Africa for five days and wrote the line. I work with a guy who went to Africa for like seven months. He's like, oh, I'm Emil Hirsch. I've been to Africa for five days. And when I was there, I was like, now I look back at some of the earlier parts of this travelogue. Like when I was like on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, Wednesday or Tuesday or Tuesday <laughs> or Wednesday. When, when I came here. Like it's when a good I, chance when he I, wasn't even there for a Wednesday or a Tuesday. It's like I got off the aircraft and uh, got, on my, the got, Thursday. got my bag at bag claim. And uh, yeah, I think on, on the... Uh, the it's Afri- a long weekend at best. <laughs> it is. And I was like, at the beginning, I was like, now I look back on the earlier parts of this travelogue. Like when I was getting my bag off the baggage. You sound just like Emil Hirsch. Yeah. And almost chuckled. You're being right I almost now? chuckle at my naivete like two or three days ago. Maybe we can all <laughs> maybe we can all come together to change this world. Oh sorry mate. On October 27, twenty thirteen. Mm. So how Don't old say it. how old would he be? Don't mean? say it. Twenty thirteen. Hirsch's first child was born. Oh. A boy named <laughs> Valor. Sue. Valor. Oh. Valor. Valor. That's fine. Oh, at least you got, you got something on him here. Um, <laughs> de facto. What? The child's mother is a woman who stated. Uh, however, he hasn't got a child. He's got a bastard. <laughs> however, they are no longer in a relationship. <laughs> oh, oh, look at this. Shouldn't have laughed, really. on, on, <laughs> <laughs> This is something, again, that you, he's got a criminal record. Oh, here we go. On I've Feb- got a criminal on, record. On 12, Who's done the worst crime? Okay, on February 12, 2015, Hirsch was charged with aggravated assault after initiating an altercation with Paparazzi? and then strangling Paramount, Paramount Pictures executive Whoa. Danielle. Danielle? Is that a girl's name? Don't be so shocked, you male chauvinist. No, I'm thinking like he better be better a lady. That's terrible. Oh uh, yeah, true. <laughs> D- Danielle Burnfield. I thought you were. Uh, I thought then I like you were. <laughs> it's like, it's women like a, can't be executives. Woman, women's can't. Be. <laughs> Danielle Burnfield on January 25, 2015, at the Teo nightclub in Park City, Utah. Okay. Uh, on August 17, 2015, he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor assault and was sentenced to 15 days in jail. He was also fined four thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars, received ninety days of probation, and ordered to undergo fifty hours of community service. Anything about John Belushi? Uh, Anything about my wife? <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming twenty nineteen. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. That's been it's been pretty big, hasn't it? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, I've heard lots of good I've things heard about a that. Bit about I've got that. like a seven minute um, standing ovation. The other day. Quentin, do you have this? Seven minutes. Standing ovation. The other day. <laughs> I have twice now. I've heard of that. Uh, and he's starring in Peel in 2019 as Peel, which is the main role. 
What's peel? <laughs> it's the main role. It's the leftovers of an orange. Any, um, anywho, anywho, um, what were we talking about? Emil Emile Hirsch. Hirsch is Jay uh, Sebring, a Hollywood hairstylist and friend of Sharon Tate, who was murdered in Tate's home by followers of Charles Manson. I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute, I think I know this, and of course, yeah. Apparently, this is a very good movie. So, um, it's not out yet. No, but I got a seven-minute standing ovation. A seven-minute standing ovation. You keep saying that. Like, <laughs> is that how you measure ovations anyway? By duration? I think so. Dura- an ovation by duration? <laughs> Would you think that a minute-long ovation from a crowd of 100,000 people is better than a crowd of 30,000 people doing a two-minute ovation? <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh, apparently, is it about quantity or duration? Uh, quantity of people or quantity of time? So here we go. So <laughs> you're just ignoring me. Do you re- so this is interesting. So this is the longest standing ovations in the history of film. <laughs> okay, right? go. Um, three days. So, <laughs> so this, this <laughs> three days. So courts were the side I found this on shifted through reports to identify some of the longest standing ovations in. Um, is it Can or Khan? Khan. Khan history. This is where this um, once upon a time in Hollywood was was shown. Mm. The table below does not represent a comprehensive list. <laughs> pretty shit there. It is saying we just yeah we just pulled some shit together. What if there's just it one a, guy who stayed there for ages? It is a mere sampling of some of the films whose applause lengths were documented at the time. So what do you think? Like so once upon a, once upon a time in Hollywood was seven minutes. Mm. Um, was there longer than that? So, what do you think legitimately is the longest um, length of applause or standing ovation that a film has ever received in can movie history? 11 minutes. So, the movie is uh, Pan's Pan? Pan's Labyrinth? Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, really good. Yeah. How I would have given that about 16 minutes. You should have given it 22 minutes. Seriously? They applauded for 22 minutes. So, so what you could do is watch like an episode of The Big Bang Theory when they start <laughs> applauding and it'll be finished so, and when they finish. So this is film, Pan's Labyrinth, year yep. 2006, length of applause, 22 minutes. Beautiful. I reckon we're blowing some people's minds right now because it blew my mind just <laughs> yeah. reading this. Yeah. So tweet at us if you didn't know that, and we blew your mind. Yeah. Did you just learn something completely out there, amazingly, like, changed your life? That A, a movie got a 22-minute applause? Have you seen that movie? No! I haven't! Watch Aaron. it, and then call me oh, 22 minutes later when your hands stop clapping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fahrenheit 9-11 had a 20-minute applause. Ah, uh, see? I reckon that one's playing the USA, USA card. Uh, Bowling for Columbine, 13 minutes. USA! Black Klansman, which I watched recently. I quite enjoyed it. Uh, ten, 10 minutes. You're such a racist. <laughs> so not. Uh, and the other ones, I don't really know. So, very good. So, your, your mere seven-minute ovation is nothing, then? No, not at all. So, mm. yeah, I was really impressed by that, but actually, I should, <clears throat> uh, I should actually feel quite disappointed. <laughs> well, I mean, I've been to movies where no one ovates. Have you ever been to a movie where they ovated? I feel like I've been to movies where people clap, and I've never understood it. I've been to one. What? What do you think it was? I'm trying to think. There's something that happened. It was like a major event, and everyone clapped, and I was like, "Just, I don't. We don't need to do this." uh, Like a Lord of the Rings or something. This was the Dark Knight. 
Ah, uh, could well be that. Yep. Yeah. So no, it, it was the Dark Knight. Yeah. It absolutely was. Yeah. I might have even been with you. And I was thinking you probably were. Yeah. So yeah, it was the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. And people ovated. No, they didn't ovate. They just... <laughs> so people stood they just, and... They clapped. Yeah. Yeah. But people it wasn't 22 minutes. <laughs> no. It anyway, was, what are we talking about? Um, Childbirth. Yeah. So how, Do we really need to? Did you give your wife a standing ovation? How long did you ovate? I didn't. Okay. I didn't actually did ovate. You, yeah. So she would ovulate. You would have the child. <laughs> oh, God. And then you would ovate for how many minutes? I didn't ovate. At ovate all. the ovulate. Did I miss the trick there? You didn't ovate the ovulate. Um, I don't think we want to dwell on birthing a child too long. Okay, so the child uh, came. In the end, how did the child appear on this planet? Um, by C-section. C-section. Yeah. Um, and then. What time? What time was the time? Nine twenty-three. It's good because on, when 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 it's her birthday. Um, oh yeah. It'll be like... Every birthday ever. Every birthday The parent ever. says, uh, this time you weren't even born yet. This time we're at the hospital. So she's going to have to deal with it the whole day. It's yeah. really good. My mum even, rem- the, even the night before. My mum reminds me that... Um, uh, every birthday reminds me that I made her miss Coronation Street that <laughs> night. So... <laughs> and Glorious Bastards, actually. I did watch that one. 2009, 11 minutes standing ovation. <laughs> um that was a good movie it was a good movie yeah did you see fury Don't i really liked that one as well i can't watch inglorious bastards again have you even seen if you haven't seen fury watch that instead okay. it's good instead <laughs> yeah instead like if you've got a slot for one movie what was so good about pan's labyrinth that um uh, it was just amazingly like shot and story told there was lots of what lots of those things like um infinite zooms and uh things like that really it's real art directiony so like amazingly looking amazing looking cgi characters um and then some quite shocking elements there's some really nice elements drama fantasy which would turn me off straight away it's Um, not in english does that turn you off um i don't mind a subby alfonso cuaron director guillermo del toro del toro Alfonso Cuaron. It's nineteen forty four and the Allies have invaded Nazi held Europe. In Spain, a troop of soldiers are sent to a remote forest to flush out the rebels. They are led by Captain Vidal, a murdering sadist, and with him is his new wife Carmen and her daughter from a previous marriage. Eleven year old Ophila Ophila witnesses her stepfather's sadistic brutality and is drawn into Pan's Labyrinth, a magical world of mythical beings. Doesn't sound like something I'll be into. It's really well done. <clears throat> yeah, I can give it a pass. I'm give it a hard pass. <coughs> so Alfonso Cuaron is another director who has a credit in it too. Yeah, give it a hard pass. Anyway, um, so child is here. Child arrived, and first thing he said to her was, "I don't know. Hello, <laughs> hello, 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 father. Shake hands. I'm your father. Um, You'll get to know me well over the next. Yeah." And I, We'll talk more in coming years. Yeah, 40 years or 50 years, <laughs> how long or, however long I live. <laughs> yeah. Um, then, um, then I got introduced to how our public health system treats husbands. And oh. it's not that cool. Um, if I wanted to stay in the same room as my family, I had to every single night have the midwife hand me a form, deem that I was um, okay to do so, take it to security have them sign it, take my ID, 
and then put a sticker on me saying I was allowed to stay in her room or in the toilet. In the toilet? Yeah, like not stay, as in those are the only two places I'm allowed to exist. Um, what? Well, like, I'm not allowed to walk around the ward. I'm not allowed to go anywhere else. So you can go to her room in the toilet? Yep. And um, then uh, there's nothing for me in the room. There was a chair less comfortable than these ones that were sitting in office chairs um the one that i was sitting in was like a fixed you know no recline no nothing and that's what i slept on jeebus because <clears throat> um, my wife had just had major surgery so yeah. i had to kind of jump in the deep end and look after the baby if they like bit. literally cut her open and pulled a person out of her yeah like you don't get much more serious than that <laughs> yeah. surely the midwives themselves the doctor the nurses and stuff in there are awesome but they're just hamstrung by the system the system something must have happened where a husband was an asshole up there oh i bet there's some real deadbeat dads that go through that place i took a photo of the form i had to sign it says stuff like um i will be of sound mind and body i will not run through the halls that kind of childish stuff i'm like seriously we have to do this so um I filled out the form every night, sent it, went down to security every night and did all that, but basically was just uh, uh, looking after the baby from that point. Uh, my wife had some complications afterwards, and then we had the shooting in Christchurch as well. Oh, shit, so, yes, of course. Um, and that was only just a couple of days afterwards. Yeah, so while my wife was mid-complication, all of the doctors were busy with other people, as well they should be, um, which meant that... Um, like uh my wife's issues kind of got worse and took a lot longer to get ready right. uh, to get better didn't have the uh, the personnel the doctors to be able to not in time be, yeah, yeah not to catch it in time so um Jeez. so we ended up staying in the hospital Holy for crap, a, i didn't even think about that but of course it would yeah. have been right there. yeah there was a lockdown so yeah. that meant that there was quite a few nights where or not quite a few that night of the lockdown um i decided to stay because we weren't sure if there were more gunmen in the city yeah um and it was after all of the restaurants had closed or cafes had closed in the hospital so there was just no food for me like they don't feed husbands so they weren't able to even give me some of their food um man my wife also needed to eat to recover and to um feed my daughter and stuff so i wasn't going to eat her food no so ended up um one of the nights eating i think i had five uh uh, chocolate marshmallow easter eggs that was my dinner um it was like then, something out of a vending machine or something or it was something that um someone it was before the shooting someone visited and brought us it like oh and with flowers and a teddy bear type thing so that was my dinner one night um there were other nights Dude, where there just wasn't anything yeah i had like um not to make it about me <laughs> <laughs> but there was nights like i remember uh we got a, a pot noodle and i was absolutely over the moon wrapped because it was hot food and it had been about four days since i'd eaten anything hot oh, man. um and nowhere to sleep but this chair and then when they figured out that we were going to be there a while longer after about six days they moved us to a different room and allowed me to have an airbed and so um uh, my wife's mum my mother-in-law brought up an airbed for me to sleep on for the remaining three nights i think we were in there after that so it was it was just such a long time eh? and and you have in the back of your head like um i got two weeks of leave from work <laughs> and, and, like by the time we get home i've got about three days left and a wife that's taking six weeks to recover yeah. So then we finally got out the day before my wife's birthday, which was nice. And straight away, everything was normal when we're, 
you know home and healthy and um all the pressure was relieved and things felt good and then about three days later my wife started having pains in her chest um and ended up getting a hospital uh ambulanced into hospital again and so we were in for another three nights i think oh no what was it that time uh two nights i think that time uh into an acute medical ward um, where they tried to figure out what so was it that time you had you had better husband care um was it still no rough <laughs> no it was it was still pretty rough they were nicer people okay well not nicer people they was they're always nice people but they kind of were more uh, i don't know i don't want to say i don't want to say sound like a i don't want to say the wrong thing but i think because we had the new baby as well because the baby would come in with us to the hospital because um she was feeding so um can't be removed from mother and all that sort of stuff <laughs> So, it turned her away it's, uh, actually sir it's uh <laughs> sir ma'am it's uh, just 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 her please so this time the, the the ambulance ride brought us in and i think the baby was a novelty in that ward because we you don't go back into the maternity ward so these new nurses were like uh, excited to yeah, see a new baby yeah. type thing so they were kind of more aware and like more engaged with um you know how are we doing and how's the baby you just got it have you yeah (laughs) she knew she knew (laughs) that that new human smell yeah um but the baby was awesome eh? like she's been such a good sleeper and um just rolled with everything so one of the things with some of the conditions is that my wife's had to have morphine and um ketamine and it's like a it's not far off lsd apparently it's uh when morphine wasn't working they upped it and did ketamine oh shit so it's like the step up yeah um and then my wife had to have other scans which um uh that were like uh radiation and stuff so certain scans where she'd have to breathe in a gas in the nuclear department breathe in a gas get a scan and breathe it out again that kind of stuff whoa they were doing these other scans so that um yeah so they were lower radiation than some of the others to try and see what this pain was how about that science though yeah it's (laughs) pretty cool like allowing this to happen yeah (laughs) um but because of that um she was on and off being able to feed her so um the baby quickly learned to adjust between breastfeeding and bottle feeding right which i thought you may have maybe slipped on a a false pair or not (laughs) man bra yeah um like like meet the focus style i'll take this one (laughs) (laughs) no so it was kind of uh the babies learned to roll with the punches and she didn't even make a peep like there were people in the ward that wouldn't have even known there was a baby there because she was so well behaved she's just a happy baby that sleeps a lot um and yeah so that's been pretty awesome and because she's used a bottle means she can use a pacifier so you kind of got all the strings to your bow um but oh one funny story was i went to the waiting room while um while my wife was having one of the scans and we were waiting there just so that when she came back out we're right there so it's kind of the opposite side to the the ward we were opposite side of the hospital to the ward we were staying in um and i'm waiting there in a waiting room and um there's some people kind of i'm on one couch and they're on a couch on the other side of the room and an old lady comes and sits next to me and we're making small talk and there's not a lot of noise in the room there's a tv somewhere but not very loud and um and obviously everyone had noticed i got a new baby so they're kind of talking a bit and 
um, this old lady saying, you know, what's her name and how big was she and all that, because she was quite a big baby and if she say how young she was and only days old, they're like, that's a massive baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But as I'm doing that, um, the conversation kind of petered out and we're in silence again. And next thing um, we hear is just a... (laughs) And the baby had just completely filled her nappy, like... (laughs) To the point where people across the other side of the room looked at her and then looked at me. And I was like, um, I'm going to go. <laughs> just went it's back like to the wall to change on, it. Turn the tap on full and just out again. Yeah, it's just yeah. a gush. Yeah. And had that real liquidy, bubbly noise. Oh, no. So good. Oh, um, man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, eventually the that department, it was the acute medical. So all they're there to do is figure out what's hurting you now. And because the pain went away, they were like, we don't know what it was, but here's some Panadol, go home. So then we went home and the, the, we're just like, that's a flaw in our system because yeah. there's clearly something wrong. Um, and they said follow up with a GP. So we had a GP appointment GPs three days are, later. GPs are useless, to me, aren't they? Well, our GP, the GP that we met with was awesome. Oh, really? So one of the provi- provisors... If you're a of, GP out there and you're listening, <laughs> I apologize. But I just generally find they're just referring to somebody else. Like, yeah, you got something wrong. I know who you need to see. <laughs> the GP um, that we visited was there was the first time we had seen her because one of the provisos of us being allowed to go home the first time was that um, Tamara had to swap doctors to right. one that was closer to our house because she's still with the one that she's been with since she was born um, and we've moved to our satellite town. Satellite, satellite, so we had yeah. to move to there. Um, and it was probably a, a really good thing because this gp was here from idaho and was awesome like she was here just to fill in for a couple of months so she's gone now but she was like i think that might be gallstones and we're like uh okay and she's like i'm gonna book you in for a scan on your gallbladder and so that was booked for the following saturday so then the friday night hits and the same pain comes back my wife's struggling to breathe so we get an ambulance again oh man yeah <laughs> so we get back into the hospital again how long does it take to get an ambulance to your satellite settlement to get back into so there's so a couple of things happened the the first time they sent it from town so it was 25 minutes That's which is quite a long time when your wife can't breathe yeah um it's a pretty scary 25 minutes yeah um so wife got in the ambulance i had to uh rip together what possible like everything we could need for a baby and for the next two days with no training on how to do babies (laughs) so managed to do that say Um, i don't do babies i don't (laughs) i don't do babies managed to remember like the um the pumps and stuff you need for mums to express milk to then tip out because they've been using morphine and ketamine yeah uh, i was pretty impressed with myself for that plus all of her other medication that um she'd been on the I nice hope you're like cocktail in the ambulance like i'm a freaking hero yeah it's like, i'm a freaking hero look what i remembered like yes yeah. sir we <laughs> keep saying <laughs> trying trying to help your wife here um so <laughs> did i mention i'm a freaking hero so the first time it was just straight up they came from town they brought us to town um the second time we were like i think we're going to need an ambulance so um no i think we're going to need the hospital so let's get in the car and go to the hospital yeah we got into the car and drove started driving towards town and we must have been we we're at my parents house like yeah it's not far not from far. mine got about three blocks and my wife's like no i need an ambulance i can't do this and so we pulled into my parents place and called the ambulance from there and um and they had one from come from darfield 
at that time who they don't carry any heavy pain relief they have one of those one of those what they call like the green whistle that that you oh, see on the rugby if yeah, they break a yeah, leg yeah, yeah yeah so sports people have this thing that you suck in like a whistle and and it's supposed to take the edge off but just wasn't doing anything um so my parents are entertaining the new baby well we're trying to you know make sure my wife can still breathe um and that ambulance rung for backup so from another another satellite town so from rolleston they sent another one that had stronger pain relief and then that one um said we're going to take you in and we'll transfer transfer you halfway to another ambulance that's coming from town um but then it got to the point where that third ambulance just made it all the way there anyway so (laughs) at one point there was three ambulances in my parents driveway um mum and dad are kind of on a main road so dad was saying that um the whole neighborhood's probably going to think that fat pricks finally <laughs> carked it <laughs> um, so, so then we come into the hospital that time and got admitted to a different ward um where they said you're probably going to be here till you know at least two nights because it was a weekend and i didn't realize but our hospital runs on like a monday to friday oh really yeah so it's like skeleton it's really crews really inconvenient to get ill on the weekend so all of those procedures like getting certain types of scans and tests and all of that sort of, or even consultations with certain people that can only happen monday to friday so it That's seems weird. like a flaw to me because people aren't sick on a regular schedule so um, i'm sorry it's a it's, it's a saturday but we don't do this thing till monday but free health care so yeah i guess yeah. you can't really complain with that well you kind of can um yeah well we, <laughs> we have been really. yeah i have been and i probably will again yeah um so that time um they were like you got a you got a gall bladder scan in the morning um oh sorry what was it no uh so the the second ambulance ride we were there overnight and they said you got a scan in the morning so just have your scan and then if you're not in pain go home so that's what we did um However, the afternoon of the scan, it came back again. So we were like, we got early warning signs here. My wife started vomiting and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so you could tell that the same things were repeating themselves again. Yeah. Okay, this is what happened last time. We need to... Kind of, yeah. So we headed towards the A&E, got to sit in the A&E for an hour or two with a brand new baby with all the sick people around you. Um, And then we were admitted to um, a different ward um by and our doctor that um was on call there i just saw in the documentary he was one of the ones in charge of the er on the shooting day oh wow yeah just awesome um and he was great like jovial but not in that kind of like i'm not listening way was it like scrubs kind of well i assumed (laughs) (laughs) Um, dr john dorian yeah and uh so um got admitted to a different ward that time where they basically said it's saturday afternoon there's no Uh, medical equipment till monday so you've got a couple of nights and so we're like okay and um so went into this ward and um my wife was just like oh my husband's gonna stay out with the baby and they're like he can't Uh, and i was like i was like well i am (laughs) (laughs) so she can't do stuff because she's in pain and had a c-section three weeks ago i'm staying here and um he's like i'm gonna have to check with nurses and then thankfully a nurse came back in and was like 
we understand your situation it's not our normal thing but i'm happy to say you can stay we're going to move you to another ward we'll get you a lazy board to sleep nice. in. nice okay. all of that sort of stuff i guess normally you, you wouldn't have it wouldn't be a, a new mother with the same yeah. thing it's just this is how it's this is how the uh i guess it's all fallen, fallen together mm-hmm. so to kick you out is like i don't say not your policy but you <laughs> yeah. kind of got to realize the the specifics of my situation yeah. or our situation that this is going to make life really freaking hard yeah. for my new this is my new wife my family yeah <laughs> that's not very right <laughs> my, my wife and my new child so we got admitted to a different uh room where they were weighing up whether she was just going to get her gallbladder removed there and then because i probably failed to mention the ultrasound showed up heaps of gallstones okay. like heaps of them it was abundance. like a like a like think of a hacky sack wow it was like how does that happen um I'm not sure. Okay, moving on. <laughs> it can depend I'll, on what they're made of. I'll Depends Google, on how I'll they Google that in my own time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, my wife's sitting there waiting to see if she's having surgery in our public health system. Uh, meanwhile, we drop the knowledge on the doctors that we've got private medical insurance. Yes, I was about to say this. This is when we got some pretty good insurance um, through my work um, that takes care of my whole family for all of this sort of stuff. But. Um, it's a little tricky because you can't have like what's the word like i can't uh fall ill and go have surgery in a private thing it's got to be elective okay so i've got to be well enough that i'm choosing to have the surgery in this private uh healthcare system rather than i've broken my leg someone operate on me okay so two distinctions there um so what happened was um they move us into a room with a lazy boy i uh sit in the lazy boy pick up the controls the lazy boy's broken oh. it doesn't recline uh it was a step up from all the other chairs but i ended up sleeping on a chair that again didn't recline and used an upturned bin as a footrest you'll be able to sleep on like any aircraft on any flight i think so now. i think i'll be really <laughs> good at it <laughs> i think i'll be a lot better than i used to be at it um so we i stayed there and um, my wife ended up uh, they weren't sure if she was going to have surgery in the morning so she was nil by mouth from about 10 p.m meaning can't eat and then uh, the morning rolls around and they say actually since you've got private insurance we're going to try and line up um, a way to discharge you from the public system so that uh, you can um, be picked up by someone if they've got a spot in your private system pretty quickly um so that's not usually the done thing and we had to kind of talk our way around a few receptionists because the surgeons were all in on it but the receptionists or the that maybe the company would be like uh we're not we're not doing it that right, way you to trick those insurers. yeah so um uh basically what happened was the um they they organized for the surgeon to meet us on the monday morning and discharge us that same morning for him to set to for us to basically drive from one hospital to the other, but probably following the surgeon there and then, uh, and then get admitted into the private hospital and then have surgery there that night. So, um, uh, so what happened was they forgot to take my wife off of nil by mouth until after all of the dinners oh. had gone out. So from like 10 PM the night before it gets to nine o'clock the next night when they told her, um, you know, at, you know, three-ish that she could finally eat again, um, that uh, 
we raised the flag and said we haven't eaten yet like what's going on not we because i was never ever getting fed so (laughs) so um they're like you're really sorry i just forgot to switch your sign so we just don't have any like food can you go could you go and get us something at that point i could have you chose I could have to. left. Yeah, I chose, chose not, not to. to. I'm like, You're used to this nil yeah. by mouth by now. Um, <laughs> no, we you ended got up getting pretty well. Actually, <laughs> we ended up doing Uber Eats at the hospital. Oh right, that's, and, a, um, that's a good idea. Yeah, just smashed over McDonald's like you wouldn't believe because <laughs> it was the only thing open at that time. Yeah. Um, discharged the next morning, got all the paperwork, drove from that hospital to the private one, and that was that was that was. that was amazing that was amazing this was like a like a luxury retreat it really was like by the end of it i was like can you just have my gallbladder and i can stay a couple more days um i might be lining up to get mine done too so so we go in there and uh we go into a room retreat we go into a room there's two beds separated by a curtain tv in front of each bed i'm just like your own bedroom at home (laughs) yeah i'm like oh we might be sharing so no big deal it's a nicer room felt like a hotel yeah um even on entry they're like giving us the tour of like here's where this is here's where that is um cup of teas down here oh one thing i failed to mention is the first night of um uh or our first stay so the first 10 days after the baby was born it took until day three for them to tell us how to work the tv and day four to tell me that right next door there's tea and coffee i could have been helping myself to when i've been starving and thirsty forever um because they just don't do that they just assume someone else has told you this private one you get like a tour of the complex it's like bottomless margaritas it's um, you're not far off like (laughs) this was like an espresso machine and like there's a cafe there um they told us the hours of the cafe which no one does anywhere else um but um then we get into the room and um they yeah two beds separated by a curtain i'm yeah. like oh we're probably sharing because yeah, like yeah. <laughs> um and then um it's a miracle that baby got conceived they pull the curtain back not even figuratively literally <laughs> and they're like this is your bed sir and i was like i get a bed <laughs> like i haven't slept in a bed for days and even when i have it's been like to recover from all of the nights of sleeping in a chair and then um next thing she's shuffling the this uh person kind of i want to say checking us in is <laughs> <laughs> shuffling with these cards and then she's like splits off into two uh two piles um so they're kind of like the size of you know like a drinks menu like a tiny little yeah. card talker that would be on a on a table and she hands one to me and one to my wife one one um small pile of about three or four cards each and she's like these are your menus i'm like what so you can choose what you want from the menu so literally they said you've got dinner here snacks in between if you want uh breakfast here order lunch for tomorrow but we think you'll be home by then and order dinner tomorrow night as well and then i don't want to go and then over here sir is your drinks menu and it was beer wine holy crap all of this sort of stuff (laughs) literally i'd gone from i days earlier had eaten uber eats because they forgot to feed my wife and eating and marshmallow um, eggs or something. i had the snacks which is like the, oh. pla- the plastic cheese with with a cracker, cracker like one yeah. of them was my dinner one night oh man and then i look at the first card and then the words are imprinted on my brain warm prawn and mango salad <laughs> i'm like 
This just couldn't. You gotta be fucking kidding me! <laughs> this is so, heaven. Like she handed them to me and said, "These are your menus," and I looked back at her and I was like, "What me?" <laughs> like, and she just started laughing. I was like, "We've been at the public system, and I've been a second class citizen, and now you're making me a bed and offering me warm prawn Holy and mango crap, salads." Dude, that's amazing. Um, and so, uh, yeah, my own TV, uh, my own bed. Um, they even were switched on enough to be like my wife is now back on nil by mouth because she's having surgery that night i've got a dinner i've got a lasagna coming um but they have the foresight and and like they've they've figured out their system to where they know it would be bad for me to eat it in front of it so they say come down to the lounge sir they switch on the tv i'm watching modern family with this tray of food (laughs) just loving life there's a little um little chocolate at the end that's the logo of the hospital oh it's they just put the unreal the attention to deets ice cream for dessert <laughs> it's just living the dream and bottomless margaritas <laughs> um so then uh yeah then my wife has surgery that night all goes well um and she's like feeling a whole lot better the next morning um we end up having pancakes bacon maple syrup bananas <laughs> um both tea and coffee can i go to this restaurant are they even are they on uber eats maybe (laughs) um yeah they bring all that in like i walked out of the room like this to show you they thought of everything i walked out of the room and i turned around uh yeah went and got something came back and they had handwritten a sign saying um there's a baby sleeping in here so keep your noise down like they just thought of everything like it's unreal polar opposite like i know that the other one was free but this one felt free as well because my work was paying <laughs> like yeah. um yeah so uh, people might think it's you know from an american system or something if i'm whinging about getting all of that healthcare for free i suppose it's probably um you know I mean, justified you're not, you're not but having a child and walking away with a fifty thousand dollar bill yeah exactly right, that sort of thing. yeah but it's a good thing but yeah. there's there's small th- tweaks they could make so that a husband is not a second class citizen yeah. to, to spend a night with his family um uh yeah meanwhile baby's still awesome um and you know feeding sleeping doing everything they need to do uh got home and was home for a week and um then it was still kind of out of sync because Uh, my annual leave kicked in and i had booked a holiday for easter (laughs) so i was at work for a week and then um and then yeah had family come over and stuff so we're still out of routine so that's kind of why uh it's only been the last couple of weeks we felt like i'm back to a bit of sense of what's normal or what's the new normal um hence why you're meeting the baby tomorrow yeah so i think if anyone's going to bemoan the fact that we haven't recorded a podcast for a wee while I think that's a, a good a good uh, rundown on, uh, on on maybe why you've been uh, <coughs> preoccupied <laughs> with yeah. other things. And now I'm choking yeah. <coughs> on beer. Um, yeah, that's kind of the reason. Um, although we did schedule two weeks ago, we were going to do this, right? Yes, we were. So what happened there was um, Mother's Day hit, and I went to get some photos printed, ordered them. They were ready for First pickup. Mother's Day, want to get that done? Right. Went there on the way. I was on my way to here. Stopped into this photo processing place to pick up my prints. Um, there's a picture of the baby. Cop out present. Yeah, cop out present. Does easy. what it needs done. to do. I think I might get one of those too at some point. <laughs> of my baby. Yeah. <laughs> cop out present. Um, I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the photo processing place, I opened the photos and they had it was like they were with another baby it was the like wrong baby no it was it's like that whole thing where they swap babies that horrible swap baby thing well but instead of like swapping babies at birth they swap baby photos at birth 
Arguably. Yeah. They were printed like it was brown ink. So it was uh, like just gross. It was like a like it was just brown. They were like, I do not have a chocolate baby. <coughs> so I got to that uh, photo processing place Did you at think you four thirty. Chocolate baby? Uh, I knew I didn't have a chocolate baby. Chocolate. I'd seen her it's before. Like, I don't think I have a chocolate baby. <laughs> um, I had a vanilla baby. Yeah, vanilla baby. Not chocolate baby. <laughs> uh, Nothing got, wrong with chocolate baby. <laughs> got to the photo. <laughs> but I have vanilla baby. <laughs> got to the photo processing place at four thirty. Uh, ten past five, they asked me for, for the file again. Told me they were recalibrating the machine. It seemed to go on a long time. Like you were stuck there for like an hour and no, months. no. I'm uh, uh, yeah. I'm still. So they the the store closed at six. I was still there at six o'clock waiting when they closed the store. Um, to the point where they were yarning to me, like you know, waiting for a print to go through, trying the file again, doing all this other stuff. They do things where they like pull something out of out of the machine, like a part of the machine. And then just kind of shake it or blow it and put it back in. I'm like, this is not going to fix this. <laughs> it's not like a Sega Mega Drive where you can just blow the cartridge. <laughs> and um, so it got to quarter past six. So I had yarned there with two people, for made small talk, um, who were trying their damnedest to give me my print that I had waited almost two hours for at that point. Holy crap. And we were talking and uh, found out that this lovely woman had uh, family in a satellite town just out from where I was. So if the photos happened to print overnight, she could bring them out on her way. (laughs) Things like that. It's very generous. So then I went home. We had to cancel the recording, obviously. Yeah, we did. Um, And I went home and I, I personally wondered if it was a format issue. So exported about six different formats once I got home. Emailed them through about midnight that night. Um and then called them in the morning because i knew it was going to be the same person because i asked if they were working in the morning while we were talking for yeah, like take two six, hours take six of these formats and i'll call you in the morning <laughs> yeah. yeah and then uh they said oh yeah we've got a technician so we'll call you back two hours later they called me back and they finally had the print Brilliant. um the funny part if we're finding if we're finding funny in this anywhere <laughs> which is my entire friday night killed and part of my saturday you morning find some sorts of humor in this really when yeah. i went back on on saturday there was f- three 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 staff members that were working there that were like hey luke's back <laughs> 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 we had that much of a conversation that it was no longer here's Are your you photos like- sir it's like hey luke how's your baby here's your photos <laughs> enjoy your saturday where you're doing this this yeah. and that <laughs> it's like you like facebook friends with these people now no, or, uh, no yeah. i'm not but you're going to one of their weddings aren't you <laughs> no, yeah. Are you best man <laughs> yeah so that was kind of weird Brilliant. and that was one of the reasons why we weren't uh back earlier although the latest reason was because you're away so i'm basically yeah. going to blame this break last on you. weekend i went to some concert i yeah. went to th- that one up there the person yeah. behind you on the sc- one we the, talked about wall. yeah that yeah. person yeah. um who? casey musgraves yeah we talked about casey musgraves and so how I went to that i've concert. never heard of them yeah um apparently a lot of people haven't heard of her was there no one there no no it was it was only like a it wasn't it was only the auckland town hall it wasn't a massive venue but yeah um yeah jesse got a meet per capita pretty good per capita capita. (laughs) jesse got a meet and greet and um then went to waiheke island and had uh airbnb whiny relaxy fun saturday night so yeah wicked that's good well you probably had children things to deal with yeah yeah so tomorrow tomorrow (laughs) is is g-day What's G Day? Gwen Day. Gwen Day. Gwen oh, yeah. Day. Did I say her name's Gwen? I was going to say, have we actually said the name? Gwen. Um, what was the inspiration behind the name? So Tamara's Nana. 
was called Gwendolyn. And Still not seeing the connection, but <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Tamara's dad's mother was called Gwendolyn. And um, when Tamara's dad found out they were having the baby, they were able to tell her. And then about two months later, um, she passed away. Oh. So Tamara never met her. So it was just a nice thing. Nice. That's really nice. Um, yeah. My my own ma, big on the whole family name thing. Mm-hmm. Your parents, I can tell with all your middle names, <laughs> yeah. huge on the family name thing. Yep. So, yeah. So, I, my, I my daughter's got two middle names. I'm no stranger to middle oh, names. Oh, right. What are the two middle names? Uh, that's two other nanas' names. Oh, nice. Yeah, so collect all the nanas and you got the whole yeah. spectrum covered. All bunch up. Nanas, a big tiny <laughs> bow up there and there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Very nice. Very good. So, uh, meeting tomorrow. Yeah, um, you're going to meet her meet tomorrow. tomorrow. Yep practice my handshake and stuff like that yeah handshake. she'll she'll grill ya she'll grill ya she'll grill ya <laughs> yeah. i know you never shake a baby but you can handshake a baby is that right you mean shake a baby with your hands yeah How else no do you no shake handshake, a baby? handshake a baby <laughs> never shake a baby but you can handshake a baby yeah yeah oh very good it's mm. very nice it's a nice retail all, all nicely wrapped up there in the end yeah well, not nothing paranormal still, about it, but I guess still, abnormal. Yeah, abnormal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not wrapped up because it's still like, you know, probably like 17 and a half years is her living under your roof. But mm. yeah. longer if she wants. Longer if she wants. If she behaves. If she behaves. She's started just about sleeping through. There's been a couple of nights where she slept all night. Like people say babies are hard and I know they are, but. It, this hasn't been as hard as I thought. Because we know, we know there's been like you told me there was some fecal issues and. Um, oh yeah, there's been a few, yeah, been a few fecal punamis, yeah, explosions, yep. depending on the lingo. Yep. So what's sleeping all night? Like how like we're sleeping through? When you say that, how many hours is that? So um, some people, when they say sleeping through, uh, they will count it if it's eleven till five. Okay. Sleeping through for my baby is 9.30 till 6. That's a good baby. It's massive. You've got a good baby there. Um, it's only in the last week or so that she started having the odd one of them. Um, most likely she'll wake up at about 4 and need to be changed and fed and then back to sleep again. <clears throat> Which is no big deal for me because I'm still at work so my wife handles the, those ones. When she gets up at like 1 or 2 then I'll do it because we know that she's a little unsettled so she'll probably be up again at 4 or 5 anyway. But... Um, some babies just they can be like needing to feed every hour and people have to just oh. deal with that so i mean i know they get it's gonna get hard because babies grow teeth and apparently that's an absolute nightmare when they start teething but so far um so good so she's nice. been doing four or five hours at a time since she was born um and it took like a month and a half for her to really even be awake between <laughs> between naps like seriously she she'll be awake um she'll she wakes up uh she'll get fed at about two and then she'll wake up about six and we'll feed her and she'll probably be awake till uh, about eight thirty nine o'clock and then you feed her again put her to sleep and then she'll just sleep through or she'll sleep till four or five in the morning so Brilliant. so far it's been pretty good and you like i'm excited to get home and see the child i created yeah Co- co-created sorry yeah it's like a um yeah, this is a co-creation you just feel like you're missing out because yeah. like no one wants to go back to work when you've got a new baby yeah i think it must be really hard yeah like, mm, okay especially the other day i was late for work because um she woke up about the same time as i did so she's fed and 
she was getting fed while I was showering, so she's quite wakeful once I got out, and she was smiling and stuff at me. And she like, started smiling. Oh, I'm at my I'm like, I have to leave. Like, yeah. my baby's here smiling and, and uh, you know, grabbing my finger and all that, and I have to be like, I'm going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which sucks. Like, it's not that fun, but it's a necessary thing, and you have to do it so that you can keep feeding them. Yeah, put, put some, <laughs> some food on the table for your wife to yeah. transfer that into milk. Yeah. Yeah. And nappies for their butts. And, and nappies and uh, pacifiers and yeah. So other, yeah, other yeah. It is uh yeah. It's not not fun uh, leaving them, but it's fun getting home. Like uh, and and my wife's pretty good because she's ready for a break as well. Once I get home, yeah. so it'll be the sort of thing that um, I I just become the human mattress and the baby just sleeps on me for <laughs> four hours at a time. Once I get home, um. Or a couple of hours anyway, and then Tamara can make tea or yep. whatever she feels like doing. And then, yeah, into but, it. And I guess the other big news is you've been naked in my house. Yeah, so <laughs> since I was so unwelcome, I wasn't actually allowed to use the showers that my wife had in her room um, <laughs> at the hospital. So um, thankfully, you're nearby. Yeah, fortunately, it's a central Christchurch location. Mm. So, yes. So I ended up coming, and I ended up sleeping here for a bit because yeah. I wasn't allowed to sleep in yeah. the room with my family. <laughs> Um, so yeah, <laughs> I tell you what I have done a lot is uh, lime scooter. Oh, nice! So those electronic, like I yeah. guess it's just like an electronic scooter that you Use, unlock yeah, with an you app. You have the app on your phone, you scan along, <clears> yeah, and, it, and you ride a certain distance, and it charges your card at the end. They're pretty cheap, but um, because there's such terrible parking at our hospital, as in there isn't any, there's no parking. Um, so you got to find like um, private car parks nearby. Often there's a lime scooter around a hospital. Brilliant. So I've been scooting back and forth. Like You probably surpassed me now in the sort of limes. Speaking of surpassed, um, I, one of the days, one of my friends, our friend Jim, most hundred guy we know. Exactly, yep. yep he was yep. on the footpath on his phone. I scooted right past him. I don't even know. Really? He called me later. He's like, you were less than a meter from me. You scooted right past me. <laughs> you were like in dad mode. You were getting <laughs> yeah. back to baby. Oh, it was probably, I'd slept for about an hour and a half yeah. in about two days on a chair. So it you probably, probably wasn't taking on the scooter. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't paying attention, but yeah, he was headed into the hospital so like, for zoom other pa- reasons. You zoomed past me. You were sound asleep on the scooter. I didn't know how you didn't fall off, but you went past me. Yeah. The scooters go good. They're yeah. 25 Ks an hour. They're great. And I actually. did nothing but full throttle. Like, nice. it's fun. It's, it's good from here into town. It takes about eight minutes. It's really good. Nice. And uh, nothing like fresh air when you haven't slept to yeah. wake you up. That's what you need. Or doing that in the pouring rain. Yeah. That's Ooh, good. That will help too. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. we've told a good story tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we sort of came into this with saying, look, we'll, we'll do a recap on, on what's been happening in the last few months. Just um, a big old excuse for why we haven't yeah. been around. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't say I've done a hell of a lot, to be honest. I, yeah. I, <laughs> Try throwing something in here that, that is up against what you, you're uh, just been told. I went to Thailand. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's the best I <laughs> that's could That's pretty do. good. I Thailand. I didn't know that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Did I know that? I, may, I think I told you, but you may have been, I think it was right in the thing. I was in, in the thick of it. I went to Hong Kong and Thailand and I went to, you think you know, I went oh, to. Oh, I remember texting you saying, oh, presents. Yeah, like, that's right. Bring yeah. me back I think it was presents. all quite blurry. And I went to, I went to Melbourne and Sydney and Adelaide. Well. No, I didn't know any yeah. of that. Didn't so know I, did any of that. Of, I did lots of travel and I got oh. a, and I got a temporary new job. Um, and yeah. Nice. Yeah. Moving so, up the ranks. Uh, yeah. Temporarily. Nice. Temporarily. Actually, had a guy yesterday who said to me, um, 
I, he was upset with the customer service he received and he walked over to me and I wasn't in the uniform that I company wears. Oh, uh, let was, me guess. Let me guess. He said, let me talk to your manager. And you're like, I'm at the top, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that polite. He walked over and said, you've inconvenienced me. If you do not get me to where I need to go, I'm going to rip your head off. I'm at the top, baby. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? Well, I can see you still got a head on. Yeah. So didn't he said he was a surgeon i was like well conveniently he could either remove it with surgical precision or reattach it if he you know mm. once he calms down once he changes his mind to be honest, he calmed down the and shook my hand and walked away so we got there but um not what you expected i found that customers are actually meaner than they were when i used to do customer service wouldn't it be ago. a massive plot twist if that surgeon was one of the ones that operated on my wife oh my god imagine that full circle I like it. And on that note, and on that note, we'll call that another episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. Join us next week. Toodaloo.